She's All That. This is the She's All That video podcast. Conversations with women doing awesome shit. I'm your host, September Smith. And in this season, it's all about the transformation that women are making in the aftermath of the midlife bomb, as I call it. Those unforeseen events, illness, loss, a career termination, a battle, an awakening, a transformation. Events that are lobbed into our lives like a grenade, detonating the life that we've been living for decades and making it impossible to ever go back. When this happens, we are left to dust ourselves off, figure it out and find our own way forward. While the lens of popular culture is often on the tragedy and the trauma and the injury and damage that it inflicts, I want to celebrate women who were only made stronger by what they experienced. We need to hear those stories to know that building that new life, that new incarnation from the pieces of what was is not just possible, it may be the best thing you'll ever do. She's all that. This season of the She's All That video podcast is about resourceful, resilient women of reinvention. And today I'm talking with Margot Lovett, who in her 2017 book, Her Business, Her Voice, Her Reinvention, declared herself as a certified reinvented one. Margot, welcome. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you, September. This is wonderful. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Well, I mean, you, you are the epitome. You are the, the mother of reinvention. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to have you as a guest. I'm so glad you could make time for me. Uh, and when I say make time, I'm not kidding because since 2017, you've been podcasting, you're a podcast host, you're the CEO of Her Business, Her Voice. You're an author, a speaker, an event MC. You teach podcasting to mature adults. You've been covered by magazines such as HuffPost, Voyage LA, and Womlead. And I first ran into you earlier this year presenting at one of the biggest annual podcasting events, and that's PodFast. Like, Margo, you are everywhere and you're doing everything. I'm so grateful that you were able to find the time in your busy schedule to be with me today. Thank you. So my focus this season is women who got hit with that midlife bomb, a loss, an illness, a career termination, or some other sudden event. Something that blows us out of the water and we've got to just figure it out. Reinvent ourselves, find out what that next chapter is going to be. You use the term in your book. I'm a certified reinvented one. What does that mean to you to be a reinvented one? Oh my, to be a reinvented one, you have gone through the mental challenges. You've got moved away from that comfortable to the uncomfortable. You, you've literally made some decisions to stick to the change that has to happen. Maybe you were thrust into it, but regardless of how you ended up on the other side of the street, you commit to seeing this thing through. And that's where the certification comes. You don't know it all. So you hire someone to help you. You don't see it all. You, you listen to those who have been there, done that, and you don't know how to feel about it. So you don't walk this thing out by yourself and you take it day by day and you don't let everybody get in your head and in your ears. You get with mentors, strategists who have done that same thing. And you can relate to those folks. They don't make you feel like, um, oh, you're just, you're just a pathetic somebody, or uh, I'm just, you know, I don't know that you can 
reinvent to become a podcaster or whatever. You know how some people make you feel that condescending type of thing. That's the last way you need to feel. You need to feel empowered and able to move forward with patience and gentleness. And that's how you become a reinvented one. It's multi-layered, multifaceted, and you have to give yourself permission to walk through the layers you, you really have to. And, and to even take that first step. Yeah. Because so often when, when whatever it is that happens, uh, we're, we're traumatized, mm-hmm. you know, be it the death of a loved one or the termination of a career that, you know, was your identity in your life or, or illness or a divorce or whatever it is. So many people don't think to do what you did. And I, I'm, I'm just amazed yeah. that you had the, the moxie, the, the foresight to grab mentors and people who could cheer you on and support you. But so many of us kind of close in on ourselves because we think it was me and, or no one will understand, or it's wrapped up in guilt or shame or whatever. How was it that you ended up knowing I need to find coaches, mentors, people to help me with this? Well, I wish I was smart enough to have known this from the beginning, but what happened to me in corporate was so traumatic September that uh, before I quit, I was uh, seeking the help of a therapist and she was the one who reminded me about my joy and getting my joy back. What brought me happiness? What was I good at outside of that corporate culture? And she was the one who recommended, okay, you find somebody who's done what you want to do. They are a podcaster. They are an entrepreneur, somebody who's not going to push you, somebody who's not going to make you do it the way you did it as a hobbyist, but somebody who can kind of turn it around and make you look at it differently. So that's 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 how that happened, because I I said I quit the job. I stopped podcasting. I wasn't doing anything but game show hopping. Uh, My business plan set up on the bookshelf. I just had to. I flatlined. I really did. And it took me a year, year and a half to really get it back together. Yeah. Now, are you able to share what it was that that took you out of a 26-year career and, and had this impact on you? Oh, boy. People will not believe unresolved trauma at my desk. And, you know, I, as a dispatcher, I would speak to people all over the globe, every day, all over the globe. This one day in particular, September, I got a call and it was that voice. It was the craziest, penetrating, piercing, scariest voice that I'd heard back when I was 19 years old. Can you believe it? 19 years old. And a boyfriend, I thought he was my boyfriend, and we got into it. He jumped on me, fighting me, punching me, socking me, and I'm kicking, screaming. He's locked the door, and his brother literally has to break down the door, get in, wrestle him, and tells me, get out, run down the stairs. That's how I get out. Never told my sister. Of course, you don't tell your parents about it. You know, yeah, yeah. he's much older than me. But that voice, September that day, it was I him? heard that. No, it wasn't him, but it was that voice. <gasps> and the therapist, it. yep, that's what happened. 
And I could feel myself shrinking into my seat and I couldn't imagine. September, my body was shaking and I couldn't pull out of it. I tried, I go to work and I cry. And I was tired of looking around, hoping that that guy wouldn't come in the room. It was, it was cuckoo. It was bizarre, but it was a trigger. Delayed trauma. Yeah. Uh-huh. That you obviously carried with you deep down somewhere for decades. Oh, ashamed, frightened, was glad oh. to hear that the guy had died. I really, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah. mourn him at all, but. No. I had no idea that yeah. it was like that. That's what happened. I stopped oh. podcasting. Uh, that happened in September, early September before Labor Day. And um, by December, I, by, uh, by um, October, the therapist said, you need to quit that job, losing weight, losing hair. I was just on a terrible spiral, angry. September, I was so angry. I reported him to HR twice. They did nothing, mm. nothing. So by December, I, I looked around and I just walked. I, you know, corporate teaches you well, take good notes. So I took my notebook and I took a calendar and I just walked and I never looked back. Never, never returned. Now, what was the significance of the notebook? Significance was just to, so that it was proof that this really happened to me, okay. that you, this was not some, you know, the, okay, you're working with a therapist, but this, these are the days that he came in. This is how it make you, made you feel. This is how the guy sitting next to you, this is how he saw you. It was like, I could chart this out, this timeline that had everything had melted together. It was my tangible proof that yeah. I went through this. Yes. That happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, quite often our stories of drama are minimized or poo-pooed or, oh, oh, really? After all these years, we're still, you're still talking about that. Yeah. yeah. Why are you impact? still talking about that all these months later? Why can't you let that, why can't you let that go? Yeah. And then the therapist, she wanted to see it also. She said, you know, you got to touch this. You got to feel this. You have to look at this now. It's, you, know, the, you were 19 years old. You're in your sixties now. And so you have to touch it. You have to feel it. We're going to go through this. And that's wow. what happened. Yeah. That is a hell of a gateway into this reinvention. Oh my God. I, I, I could actually see questioning the decision to even enter into that is like, do I have it in me to walk through that to get to the other side? That's amazing that you did. I had to. I I, I had to. I was I was a wreck. I had to. Uh, my blood pressure was off the charts. Everything was a wreck about me. So I was left with no choice but to see a therapist and she was so kind and just so understanding. And anything that I said was okay. It was a, when they say a safe space, it was a safe space. And she was the one that reminded me about my love for podcasting. And, you know, that was kind of an anchor that something that she uh, re brought back to me. And I kind of anchored myself to it, even though I couldn't do it. I didn't yeah. want to, yeah. um, but she brought all of that back, you know? So, <laughs> it was oh. like, 
That's amazing. Yeah. Again, again, that there was someone there that you trusted that you could take that step with. Yeah. So how did you get into podcasting anyway? Oh, boy. Because you, you were in it before this bombshell. Yeah, it was a hobby. And my sister and I, you know, we, we moved from Illinois to Southern California. And she's we're sitting around one Saturday having coffee. And she says, oh, I think I'm going up to Hollywood to go to this school and I'm going to learn how to DJ and podcast. And I thought, girl, you read the same article. And we pulled out that I ran upstairs. And I got the article and she pulled hers out. We read the same article, had the same idea. And I said, let's do it. If we don't like what they're talking about, we don't have to give any money. We can jump in the car, come on back home. It's okay. So we go up to Hollywood, California, go to this school. And I just fell in love with it. September. I what? fell in love with it. terrestrial radio, DJing. What is this thing of podcasting? They just put all of that out there. And oh my goodness, I loved it. After two months later, she said, no, oh, that's not for me. I don't want to do it. I kept on going and I've been hooked ever since really and truly true story. I wow, love that. Wow. Yeah. So you were how long into your podcasting Now you see, you say that you were a hobbyist at that time. How mm -hmm. long had you been doing this hobby of podcasting before this pivot point? Okay. I did terrestrial radio on an AM station for a year and then I did, went to the live uh, 365, the big, when it was the first out, the live uh, big mothership, I went on over there. And so I think I was probably as a hobbyist, a couple of years, just finding my way, doing a music show. I always like to unsign artists, you know, and, and just having fun with it. Really, that's really so cool. having fun. That's yeah. so cool. <laughs> So, you know, it says to me, first of all, the, the seeds were already there for this exploratory, adventurous Margo who was trying this and trying that. Yeah. But yeah, once once you hit this pivot point, I mean, you, you said there was a time that you just couldn't do anything. You just flatlined, yeah. as you say. What was it that snapped the light back on and set you on this path? As I listed up at the top of this interview, I mean, you're emceeing, you're speaker, you're you're an author, you're every everywhere I look, there you are. My sister. Oh. Um, and she's gone now. But she reminded me of um, also of what I love and what I'm good at. And uh, I felt stronger and better. And the therapist told me, you're at a place where I want you to get a piece of paper. And you write down everything that you want to say goodbye to, everything that you are not going to revisit. And September, I got a bright, I like fuchsia, and I got a bright pink fuchsia piece of paper, and I wrote down everything. It took an afternoon, and I went on over to the Pacific Ocean, and I went out on some rocks as far as I could, and I bought that pink piece of paper up, and I flung it out as far as I could. I want to make sure I could see it not come back. Well, I knew that if it went, if the tide would take it out, that's it. I vowed to myself, that's it. Now you begin again. And the tide took that piece of paper out. It did not return. And when I came back home, I took the advice of my therapist and my sister 
And I looked at my binder, which had my business plan for uh, a podcast, and I just got started. Rest is history. Yeah, and it's history that's still unfolding. Yes, indeed. Because just you just keep adding more and more layers to this new life that you've created. And I want to ask you, this reinvention that you've had and and knowing you're very consciously aware having done the work with your therapist and with yourself, what you're doing now, how has that changed the way way you are as a person and the way you see yourself? I see myself as a force of change. I see myself available to others to help others because I know what it feels like to be in a pressure cooker. Uh, Life has catapulted you into a bad position. And you know, September, I like setting up the atmosphere so that people can see themselves in my conversation or the conversation of others that come on to the show. And that's very powerful. I didn't always see that. You know, I, I saw that for the musicians, but this is a deeper dive into looking at how I can help people. And when they build their own podcast out, that's their accepting their voice and building upon their voice, being responsible. So it's much more involved and I'm confident and I know that I can do this. That's, I think that's the big difference. I knew what I could do in corporate, but Heck, fire, now I should know what I can do with this. And this is greater, you know? Yeah, way greater. I mean, as you say, finding your authentic voice in this, but also seeing what other people need to help them get to the point where they can be using theirs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, in that you're teaching podcasting through your academy, you're teaching podcasting to what you refer to as mature adults. Mm-hmm. Um Anybody that's in the category of mature adults that's becoming a podcaster is probably doing a bit of reinvention of their own, of who they are. So what impact is it having on your students' lives by having you open the door to this whole world of podcasting? Oh, boy, I'm glad you asked that because the graduates and we are graduating podcasters. They are they are connecting their podcast to their business. There are several of them who are already business owners, already coaches, already uh, hair consultants, that type of thing. They are using their podcast as a platform so that people get, that gives them more exposure. And I was so overjoyed that they did that. That is such a good idea. And they've gone on to use their podcast as a platform for Um, conferences. One actually had a couples retreat and she built it around her podcast for media coverage and just to get the word out and to put out little uh, breadcrumbs of what's what's going on. One has connected to social media groups. So people have just found their voice, found their authenticity and their expert and what they do and their measure of, of confidence is just boom. You know, I can do this. I not only build a podcast, but I'm also this and I'm that and I'm this in this field and I'm bad to the bone. And they are realizing themselves on many different levels. And both of us know that's what a podcast will do because it calls for you to have many different hats and show up in many different levels. And that's the part that you don't know until you get into it and you say, wow, 
I did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. So you're doing it. I'm assuming that I'm going to continue seeing you all this year at all the podcasting events and <laughs> doing what you do so well. Um, as I mentioned, I saw you earlier this year at PodFest and you just stood out from the thousands of other people that were there. It was like, you, you've just got an energy and a, a glow coming off you. And I just thought, I need to know that woman. And I'm so <laughs> glad I had that, that urge. So I can well imagine that there's going to be a little more reinvention in the next year. So where do you go from here, Marco? What's on your radar for 2022? Oh, boy. I, yeah, always got the wheels going and studying. I know that the small business owners, you know, you know about that great resignation. Everybody's talking about yeah. the great. And I think it's global. So if we are leaving corporate and we're becoming entrepreneurs, Somebody has to lead us to understand what a podcast can do for the small business owner. So I really am looking to be able to teach podcasting at co-working spaces and oh, wow. uh, adult. Yeah, because I mean, oh, my God, Southern California, we have some of the coolest co-working spaces and that sense of oneness that comes from going there often, I would so love to be able to teach in those arenas and the continuing adult arena. Those folks are going to learn how to be entrepreneurs, but why don't you understand what can happen when you add on a podcast? You know, I, there's so many layers to podcasting. I just want to teach it in different, um, in different areas. That, that's what I'm working on. That, that's my hope and my goal. And that's where my focus is. Really and yeah. truly. So, I mean, it's the tech and it's the, the methodology and the processes and all that. But um, from what I know of you, you're also teaching them tapping into that, oh, that yeah. authentic voice. Yeah, you get your find your voice and you may learn how to podcast as a group. But when you come into the group, you have your idea. Nobody's going to build that podcast for you except for you. And so you learn the the theory of podcasting and you you learn the mechanics of podcasting and and how you can embrace the technology, as you know, which is always turning and changing. We, every step of the way, we take away that fear factor and you see yourself, I can do this. I'm starting out here and I'm mastering this. And then if next year I want to change and do it a different way, I can because I mastered that. I understand why I'm doing it. I understand how important it is to my to my podcast. And that that confidence is the backbone of everything, confidence and accountability. You have to be accountable to yourself, accountable to somebody. That's why I say you should always have a, a, uh, a mentor. Even the mentor of the mentor should have somebody. We have to be accountable to somebody. We really yeah. do every step of the way. Yeah. As I said, I think that's just so wise of you at every step of the way to make sure you have those people there for you. Yeah. Now, before we, before we began recording, um, just in case anybody's thinking as I did that, Oh, Margo is the mother of reinvention. And she's, she, you know, started this whole thing and she's on this journey and it's just this one straight line up, up, up. And uh, you had mentioned that in fact, it, it's not a straight line. And sometimes we have to recalibrate and sometimes there are setbacks, but what happened I, to you this year? 
I think it's part of the reinvention process, September. In September, I, I really can't put the the name on on the face on what happened to me, but after it really started at the top of September of 2021, I started feeling kind of tired and kind of distant and discombobulated, disillusioned with podcasting. And how is this possible? Here we are celebrating all these podcasters, some pe- uh, an industry that I love. What is this all about? And by September, by October, I knew that I had to stop. Just stop. Don't do any more interviews. Uh, don't interview anybody else for the show. I knew that I was trying to start up a live stream. Stop. What's going on? Why do you feel so distant and detached from this thing that you love? Why? What's going? What's going on? And I hired someone to. I, I started speaking with a person, and it, it was not something I want to share with everybody because you know you get too many, too many people talking to you that adds yeah. to the confusion. But yeah. I trusted them, and they said you pro- you need to tear everything apart. Just stop, tear everything apart and take another look at it. And that's what I ever, that's what I'm doing. I'm taking a class where I'm rebuilding the business plan, the business model. I'm taking a good look at it. And it hurts to say that I wasn't doing some things I should have been doing. And some things I got to throw out, they are not serving me. And September, some people are not my audience. Some people are not my clients. They're familiar. I I think that I understand them, but that's where the friction was coming in. And I just had to stop. And now I'm in the rebuilding phase and hey, energy levels back up and I'm ready. I'm glad to see that. Yeah. Thank you. By the first of the year, I'm, I'm, going to be in total alignment. And I think that this is something that happens to everyone who reinvents themselves. It's not a straight Absolutely. line. Absolutely. I, you know, as you were saying that, I was thinking this is so actually encouraging for people to hear because sometimes we're afraid to get started with, mm-hmm. with, the, with the new chapter, with the new idea, because we don't have it all figured out. We don't know. And yeah. I believe it was Martin Luther King says, you don't have to see the whole staircase, just take the first step. That's it. And if you have to recalibrate, if you have to just you know, take a pause and, and or talk to a mentor or whatever, that's just part of the process. Yeah. Yeah. You don't and have it, to be perfect. Just get started. Get started and know that there are going to be these places. It just took me longer. It took me, what, three and a half years to get to that place of whoosh. It just all came falling in on me. I didn't even see it coming. You know how you get these intuitive feelings. So for some, uh, one other person, maybe six months in to podcasting or being an entrepreneur, they'll feel like that. But I can't stress enough, stay connected to someone who knows you, who knows you in the, the heat of the passion so that they can say, don't make any don't say that. Don't make any big decisions yet. I know how you feel about this. Wait a minute. Sit down. Take a breath. Just stop for a minute. Okay, you're going to lose money. What's more important, losing money or going along with these feelings that are just going to wreck you later on down the road? Because you know what, September, as we're speaking, it was not paying attention to feelings and tamping things down when I was 19 
that got me. Oh my goodness. That got me and the place that I was in. So maybe <laughs> that's what I was supposed to understand is that you stop and you realize these feelings. There's nothing wrong with it, you know? Because if you don't sooner, they're going to strike you later. And I can't afford to be on the side of the road later. I, gotta, I just don't want to, you know? Yep, yep. So, whoo, I just thought about that, September. I think... I think that's part of it. I think that's part of the training from what I came out of. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What a moment. It, it feels like it. It, it. it feels like it because that came out of nowhere. I didn't see that coming. And it knocked me for a loop for, what, a year and a half. And so this came whoosh. But it didn't take a year and a half. It took a month to just stop and speaking with somebody who was not a therapist, but yeah. someone who understood my love for this. Yeah. Wow. That's a great takeaway. That, that's listen to your gut. Yes. And it's okay to stop. Just yeah. stop. Wow. It, Thank you, September. Thank you. I don't know that I would have realized that. Thank you. you know? What an amazing conversation. Yeah. Really? Your academy, I know that it's been on pause. You've been, you were working hard, hard, hard to get it all together. Yeah. When is that going to be available to all those people who are waiting to reinvent themselves? We are opening up the doors again, that third week of January, 2022. Oh, Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm, want to make sure that I have the retooling and the syllabus up and and we're going to add some things to the syllabus but there's mm-hmm. always that accountability mm-hmm. you know but I yep. want to make sure that it's ready yeah. and next year I just ha- I just feel it it is going to be tremendous we're adding the component of monetization on a deeper scale how you build this thing out for monetization. Even if you're coming and all you want to do is, I just want to do this as a hobby. No, you're building it strong enough to monetize with any way that you want to or need to. Because as you know, that's where it's at, that everybody eventually is moving to monetization. And the system is making it so easy. What's not easy, but making it possible for everyone to do so. So it's really an injustice not to build that podcast out and be able to accommodate that. Cause I said, build your podcast one time. And if Mm -hmm. you go to a network, it's going to be sustainable. If you stay solo, uh, it's, you're going to be okay. The last thing we need to do is think about how we have to patch up our podcast. We have to build it once, build it right once, build out on it and build up on it. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, is that a good feeling? Mm-hmm. That's, oh, yeah. Well, that awesome. forethought, you know, as you say, uh, so many people go into it thinking, oh, I'm, I'm not going to monetize. I'm not, I'm not in it for the money. Yeah. When you're putting in 10, 12, 15, 20 plus hours a week on your podcast. Yeah. It becomes, uh, I mean, what do we put into our jobs? 40 hours? Yeah. It yeah. becomes almost like a job. And if you love it that much, why not monetize it and turn it into part of your business plan or your That's business right. setup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so brilliant that you're getting that in there, getting it in on the radar right from the get-go, but also helping them make sure that it's built into the podcast as if they're building it the first time. 
Oh, yeah. I made some wonderful connections so that people can actually go. It's like a continuing education type of thing afterwards. You know, of course, I'm not going to go ahead. It's the program is seven weeks, but I'm not going to go ahead and take them into that deep dive of how to actually build it. But I have some people that are brilliant with that. And I'm going to tell people they they really need to take that other step. They're going to be glad that they do. Yeah, yeah. But I have a question for you. Well, I see people. <laughs> no, I really. The I, interviewer. I, I, I know. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? But I think that all podcasts are moving that way and towards some form of monetization. And I don't think that it's fair. I, this is just my thought. I want to mm-hmm. hear your view on mm-hmm. it. I mm-hmm. don't think that it's fair that people should think that podcasting is going to be done the same old way since 2004. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's some, there are some fees that are going to be involved. Um, There are some stellar shows such as yours. When you are a part of a quality show, I think that you should be ready and willing to advertise that out. Pay a fee if if it's involved. Mm -hmm. That's just my thought. What, mm-hmm. what do you mm-hmm. think? I, well, I think really when you look at what's happening in the industry, the fact that over the last couple of years, Spotify, Google, Apple, uh, Mark Cuban, the money is getting into grabbing their piece of this whole podcasting landscape. Yeah. Uh, they're not doing that on a whim. This the, And this is not going to remain kind of the, I think, free for all, wide open, wild west, uh, grassroots mm-hmm. kind of endeavor that it's been forever uh yeah it's going to get to the point where this is a much more of a business and make no mistake as as so often particularly as women we have this thought of you know like what you want to be paid for this like couldn't you just do it out of the goodness of your heart if it's something that you are dedicating a major portion of your life to it's it's sustainable if it's monetized how can you go on if you're not making money from it if you're creating a piece of art that has value to somebody and you want to continue doing it yeah, monetized. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering, because I feel the same way. I think that the industry is moving that way. And those of early on, I, I used to say that because I felt like nobody wanted to listen to the show. And I was just, oh, I'm just doing this for, you know, I think we have to stop being coy and mm-hmm. it's OK. Give ourselves permission. But yeah, I didn't mean to commandeer. I just oh. thought, well, I thought I'd ask the question. <laughs> no. You and I Thank always you. have the best conversations because you actually <laughs> interviewed me back in August for the September month of Celebration of Podcasting. Yes. That was one of the most fun interviews I've ever done. Yeah. Amazing host and interviewer. Thank you. People Thank should you. definitely check out your podcast. And again, what's the name of your podcast? Her business, her voice, her conversation. Get over there and listen to that podcast. Margot is just a wonderful host and she just does a great show. And also, if you're interested in doing your own reinvention, you've heard us talking about this. If you're thinking the podcasting is going to be part of your reinvention in 2022, Margot, where can people find out more information about the, the Academy? Go right over to MargotLevette.com because I have the podcast there. I have the academy there. Send people to one place, MargotLevette, L-O-V-E-T-T.com. Okay, I will have all the links in the notes. And 
As always, Margo, it's been a delight to talk with you. Thank you. Any last words from a certified reinvented one? Own your voice. Own it. Let it have its say. Don't try to harness it. We find that it knows its way. It's like I found it knows its way. And it's not small. It's massive. And when we harness it because we are fearful or we think that people don't care or nobody's going to pay attention to it, you don't know that. You can't muzzle it. If when the day comes that you have your voice, you may be a writer, you may be a podcaster, you may have a brick and mortar there somewhere, but it's your voice. Own it. Don't muzzle it. Let it have its way. It's going to give you a good, rich and full life. I guarantee you, you're going to be reinventing yourself from that moment on. Margo, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you, September. It's been a pleasure. This amazing conversation is one woman's efforts to use podcast guest appearances to get her very important message out to the world. Whether it's to build her business, her audience, her credibility, or even rebuild her life. These women know that co-creating amazing interview recordings on other people's podcasts that will be promoted and broadcast from all of the major podcast platforms for years to come is a smart way to be building their brand and getting their message out. Whether it's to grow your speaking career, to get more widely known, or to better position yourself as the authority you really are, strategic podcast guesting is a savvy move. We can help you figure out your best strategy and get you rapidly and effectively launched, leveraging this powerful medium. Contact us at september at ofcoursepro.com or book a complimentary consultation call. The links are in the notes of this podcast. Join the ranks of people making podcast guesting really work for them. Let's get you started. She's up.